Hello, my beautiful hippies. It is I, the Chocolate Hippie, back with another episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm actually recording this episode in real time. Um, I have been releasing episodes from the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) And so those are episodes that were recorded around like October, November. But I'm actually recording this on January 8th of 2023. So this is an episode that is an actual real time. Um, And that is something to note. Um, So today I wanted to talk about inner child, inner teen, inner young adult work. And this is something that I have always kind of been passionate about in some capacity once I kind of really discovered what it was. And very recently, it's been popping up over and over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, spirit, (laughs) I'll talk about, I'll talk about it. And hopefully it's something that will resonate um, with all of you. And I might do this in, um, divide it up into parts because to me, there is a difference when you're going through inner child, inner teen, inner young adult work, it's in phases because you're not the same as a young adult as you were a child. You weren't the same as a teen as you were a child. And you're not the same as a young adult versus a teen. So it's different. And me personally, I feel like on my personal journey, I'm healing that young um young uh older teen early young adult stage so i'm kind of in between those two stages um but i would say that young lindsay baby lindsay <laughs> child lindsay is um has come to a point of closure and healing there and so let's go ahead and kind of talk about how i kind of came to the process of really examining inner child work. I'm a firm believer, and this is something that I've kind of come to the conclusion through my own therapeutic journey, through really going deep and diving into the dynamics of who I am. What makes me who I am? What makes me Lindsay? How do I become, or how did I become who I am? A lot of that is um, nature, how I was born, my actual chemical, biological, natural makeup of who I am, my my Dana. Um, and then a lot of it is also nurture, how I grow up in the world, my experiences, and how I was raised and sociological beliefs have a huge influence. And that's kind of like the discussion, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Is it nurture versus nature? I'm a firm believer that it's a little bit of both. And those influences um, from your your DNA makeup in, a, in conjunction with your upbringing... To me, it's it's a, it's a reciprocal kind of symbiotic relationship of how they influence one another. So let's say you have a um, a predisposition to 
you know, depression or anxiety. But then in your in your actual natural world, a traumatic event happens that triggers that um, attribute within yourself. So then something that already kind of naturally existed in your chemistry is exacerbated by actual everyday outside influences. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm a firm believer that all of this is really um, really kind of the, the, the stepping stones happen when you're in, in your when you're a child during your upbringing. Excuse me, I had to take a, a sip of, of coffee. When I examine my own trauma and when I look at my life, most of the things that I'm dealing with now can always be rooted and traced back to an event or events from my childhood. And I believe that that's the case for many, many, many of us. And I am a firm believer that once you heal the inner child, the inner teen, or the inner young adult of you, the, fu- the, the current you and the future you will be so much more self-aware, so much more connected, and so much more healed. And for me personally, I I didn't know where to start. You hear a lot about inner child work and connecting with your your um, your younger self, but how does that look when you're an adult? So I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 this June, and how am I? healing the young teenager, young early adult version of myself. And you have to examine what did that version of you not get? What did what does that version of you? What did they need? What did they need to hear? What did they need to feel? What did they need to see? What did they need to touch, taste, smell? I'm telling you, it's so intricate. What was that younger version of yourself missing that would be so beneficial to you now? And then you have to actually go there and heal that version of yourself as your adult self. Does that make sense? So when, as a 39-year-old woman, I'm having to go into the mind of 17-year-old Lindsay, 19-year-old Lindsay, 23-year-old Lindsay. What did she need to hear, know, feel, touch, experience that she didn't? Or if she did experience, it was traumatic. How can we heal that for her? So 39-year-old Lindsay can function and thrive and be healed. Okay? So that's kind of like the introduction to all of it or the or my thoughts on the kind of the the foundations of it. So then when you kind of examine that, once you kind of, okay, I'm ready to go on this journey, I'm ready to heal these younger parts of myself. And that's an experience in and of itself. 
what are the things that you can actually do to heal those parts of yourself? So I would consider myself to be um, very youthful in spirit. I love cartoons. I love coloring books. I love glitter and and bright, colorful things and trinkets and things that are that are <laughs> associated with with children and childlike things. Um, uh, my close friend, she always says that I'm like a big kid, and I am in a lot of ways because I find childhood to be some of the most um you get to experience some of the most coolest things that I think that society um tries to make adults feel bad for experiencing and a great thing if you have children look if you have children and you want to go on a journey of doing inner child work and inner child healing Baby, you already got a one-way ticket to heal that. Because, and and mind you, I'm not talking about healing through your child. I believe that you can experience healing from your child through their eyes. But don't try to make your child experience the things that you specifically were missing or needing. Because you want their experience to be indicative of who they are. What I mean that when you say when what I mean when I say you have a one-way ticket is when you have a child you can totally do child related things and no one would think anything of it. Shit, go to the natural science museum and get in the pit with your kids. Play with the Play-Doh, play with the coloring books, play with the Barbie dolls, play with the army men, play with the bubbles, play get get do some bu- play with the bubble bath. You could do that because you already have a child that's probably playing with those things anyway. You see what I'm saying? Um, and so that kind of stuff is is really fun. I love watching children experience things for the first time and just figuring out the world. And that in and of itself is healing. So if you have a kid, incorporate that within your own healing. Because not only would it make you a stronger and deeper, more healed person, it'll make you a better parent as well. Um, I don't have any children, but I have I have had plenty of children in my life. I have nephews and nieces and 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 um, children in my life that I've grown up with because I'm friends with their their parents, and so I get to experience those things by proxy as well. But for my own specific um, solo dolo journey. It started off really, really small. What did, what did young Lindsay like to do? What did she find joy in? And I remember I loved reading. I loved reading. And so I got back into reading really heavily these past couple of years. Um, coloring in my coloring book. Stickers. So I love planning and journaling. And I got really into stickers. Journaling stickers. And that creative part of myself that was very in tune when I was younger. I'm able to tap into that when I'm doing my journaling and planning and crafting in that capacity. Sparking those creative juices 
in my mind. Listening to music that I loved to listen to when I was a kid or songs that specifically remind me of my childhood and meditating through that. Journaling a lot has helped tremendously. You'll notice that I will always go back to journaling. I'm sometimes just doing a quick Google or Pinterest search of inner child work journaling prompts can spark some conversations and thoughts in that regard. Um, watching movies that I used to love to watch when I was a kid. Disney Plus, <laughs> this is not a promotion, by the way, but Disney Plus is such a fun way to like go back to movies that I used to love to watch as a kid. Beauty and the Beast was my favorite movie. Um, the Little Mermaid, favorite movie. Um, you know, Snow White and Cinderella and Pocahontas and all of these favorite Things that I associate with the song or an experience or a memory. And then journaling those things out and writing that out. Um, meals that remind me of particular parts of my childhood. And cooking them and recreating them. Tapping into those those visceral memories. Clothes that remind me of my childhood you know, I sometimes I buy things. I call myself like Miss Pr- Miss Frizzle <laughs> because when I was younger, I gravitate towards darker clothing and darker themed things. But when I was younger, I was very much a color person thing. I remember as a teenager, I had a pair of pants that had graffiti on them and like really kitschy shit like that. I have a shirt. Um, um. A shirt that has like new kids on the block. I have a dress that has dinosaurs on it. I have a, a cardigan that has lips on it, or a A-line skirt that has, you know, giant hearts on it. I want to look like Miss Frizzle or a kindergarten teacher that just like threw up all the colors and patterns. That's truly who I realize that I am truly inside. Even though I am very, um, I'm also kind of teenage Lindsay <laughs> as we travel. She was kind of like a goth girl at heart, very emo, um, that sort of thing. She had that phase. But also, young Lindsay was a huge boy band fan, huge Backstreet Boys fan. So that's an experience in and of itself. But these different parts of myself. Um, and tapping into those things. I used to love taking bubble baths as a child. And I've gotten really um, into taking bubble baths again. Putting um, different bath salts and bubble baths and bath bombs. And just soaking in the tub. And just really doing some inner child reflection. Reading books that I read from my childhood. Like actual literal children's books. <laughs> um, I went through a phase where I started reading some R.L. Stein books again because I used to love those books as a child. Um, looking up old covers of like Tiger Beat and Teen Beat, those sort of things. I like watching certain kids shows because I find them very informative, but also very entertaining. Again, tapping into those younger parts of ourselves. And so those are just 
a few ways of a huge multitude of ways that you can tap into those younger versions of yourself. And as you get older, you can tap into more um, in-depth things. But it's so important to go on that journey and document that journey as you go through it. One thing I've been wanting to do... Oh, perfect example um, of inner child work. I have always loved stuffed animals. I have a childhood teddy bear that I've had that my grandmother gave me when I was a young warthog. And his name is Rory. And Rory, when I tell you that Rory has been through it, (laughs) Rory has gone through the fire. (laughs) Rory does not have eyes. He's missing eyes. (laughs) Um, Rory has a torn up foot. (laughs) But I love Rory. I love Rory down. And so I've really gotten into... Um, enjoying my love of stuffed animals. And so I have Rory, who is um, my childhood bear. Then I have Miss Chloe, which is a Build-A-Bear that I got for my birthday one year. That um, (laughs) my childhood best friend and her wife took me to go to Build-A-Bear to get a a -A Build-A-Bear for my birthday. And that was fun because I was able to pick out her whole outfit. She has a cute bow on her head. She got Hello Kitty um, underwear on. She got a cute little tool, kind of Cindy Lauper 80-ish skirt on. She has a cute, sparkly, glittery t-shirt on. And she is adorable. I love her. So I got Miss Chloe. I have Chewy. Which my mother bought me Chewy. He's actually like Chewbacca, another Build-A-Bear that she bought me when I was having a really bad day at work one day. And this was many years ago. And when you press the button in his hand, he goes, like Chewy. And so I have Mr. Chewy. I have Theodore, who is a stuffed animal that my mom also got me for Valentine's Day one year. And so, like, because people know I like those sort of things, they buy me these different trinkets. I just recently got a Christmas gift from my good friend who bought me little plushies of the Disney villains. That's another thing that connects me to my childhood. I love Disney villains. And she bought me all the Disney villain girls. So I got uh, Maleficent, this... um, Miss Ursula, that's my girl. That's my good Judy right there, Miss Ursula. And um, and the Snow Queen. And so she bought me those little plushies, and they're so cute. I fucking love them. Those damn Squishmallows. Love them. Love them. I have a little ornament that's actually supposed to be an ornament for a tree. Um, but another friend got me, it's a raccoon. His name is Barry. I also name all of my stuffed animals as well. <laughs> Um, another friend gifted me some Pikachu slippers that has Pikachu's giant head on them. And I wear them hoes around the house. I also, that same friend has a child who had some Pikachu sunglasses. And I was like, where he get them at? She's like, Amazon. And I went on Amazon and I got me some Pikachu glasses. (laughs) So it's like... 
Stuff like that. It really, truly brought me joy. Why am I a 39-year-old woman with Pikachu sunglasses on? I don't know. But I like to wear them sometimes. It makes me feel good. I'm almost to the point where I want to... What I really want to do... Because also, the Barbie dolls that the kids got now are like so stylish, so fresh... I'm like, our Barbie dolls were stylish and fresh, too. But these days, they are, like, intricate, intricate. And I'm like, I want to buy some Barbie dolls. <laughs> I want them. <laughs> I want Barbie dolls. I want a Barbie dream house. I want I want, I want, want to have a, a whole set of bad bitches, you know. <laughs> some Ken dolls play with my, my Barbie dolls that would be the ultimate the, the pinnacle of, of inner young child work with Lindsay because I was obsessed with Barbie dolls as a child um, I haven't made it fully there yet I asked people what would you think and they're like you should do it and I'm like you know what I'm so close I'm so close just one day I could just act out scenes from modern day life you know I want to reach over the the table at a at a at a at a work meeting and just slap somebody I could do that with my Barbie dolls uh. <laughs> I'm so goofy um but all in all all of this all jokes aside but in real seriousness this this type of work this type of allowance has been so healing for me to make me a better adult version of myself. And I went through the the young Lindsay healing and I've gone through the early teenage years of healing with myself. And now, like I said, I'm in the late teens, early 20 versions of healing of myself. And just again, what did Lindsay need at that time? What did she need? What was she not getting? And sometimes, the more in-depth this work is, you you have to go to the people that were in your life at that time, if you can, and it's safe. Let me let me very much preface that. If you can, if you want to, and if it's safe, that is paramount. If you can go to the people that were around you and know you from that time and converse with them and talk to them and tap in with them. And I know for me, my inner child work has really allowed me to have some deep, sometimes uncomfortable conversations with the people that were a part of raising me. And that includes my my parental figures. And examining the things that they may have fallen short on. But that doesn't negate the love and the deep admiration that I have for them. You know? But it was pertinent in the healing of that younger version of me. That I had those conversations with those people. And I was able to have those conversations because, again, it was safe. I wanted to. And I could. Unfortunately, depending on the nature of the relationships you may have with these people, those options might not be there. And if they're not there, that's okay, too. Because sometimes 
on those journeys. It's healing relationships with people you either don't have access, don't want to have access to, or you can't. One of the parts of my healing was healing my relationship with my father. He's no longer with us. One of the aspects of healing my young version of myself was healing the relationships I have with my brother. He's no longer with us. So you have to think of different ways to tap into that healing and what that healing means for you. There's a lot of memories of love and healing that's associated with my grandmother. She's not here with us anymore. So sometimes you're not able to because they're physically not with you. And sometimes they're not, they could be emotionally abusive or physically abusive. Don't try to reach out to people that are not in the, in the, in the same space of healing or on the same page as wanting to be open minded to healing. You don't want to end up worse than what you are. Sometimes it's a truly, um, it's truly a solo journey where it's just a lot of self-work. But if you have the access to these people and it's willing and this open and it's safe, that's a really huge win in that area. If it's, if it's at all possible. I never like my episodes to go longer than 30 minutes and we're at 25 minutes now. So I think I'm going to stop right here. Thank you so much for listening to my audio diary podcast, The Chocolate Hippie. You can find me on the web on Instagram. Just search The Chocolate Hippie and I will pop right up. That is The Chocolate Hippie. That's H-I-P-P-I-E. You can DM me for any questions, comments, or concerns, or conversations. And until next time, my beautiful people, love and blessings. Mwah!